Hello, 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 everyone. You are looking at the 36 Chambers of Crypto Taxes, where I'm going to teach you how to survive the IRS because the IRS is coming. <clears throat> My name is Jamal Solomon, a.k.a. Crypto J. I'm a tax accountant. I represented over 200 people in front of the IRS and various tax departments. I have an enrolled agent license, which basically means I'm federally authorized to represent people in front of the IRS in any state tax department in the United States. So listen, guys, I don't sell you a dream. I'm just trying to save you from heartaches, pains, and IRS letters because the IRS is coming. It is 2022 right now, <clears throat> 2023 and beyond. They say, hey, look, I want my money. And you will be getting letters and you will be getting threats. <clears throat> but listen, guys, if you are informed, if you are aware about your rights and your obligations, you'll be all right. So for this series, we're going to talk about best protect your crypto assets. You know, if you don't know by now, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. Figure it out. We're going to talk about using the IRS Taxpayers Bill of Rights to help you survive a tax audit. It's going to be just like any other audit, guys. Audits is basically, they're going to say, hey, John, it looks like you sold about $100,000 worth of crypto. Prove it, because if not, we believe you owe $60,000, including interest and penalties. And it's up to you to say, ah, no, you didn't include the cost basis and the fees and all the other stuff. Let's reduce that bad boy. And But however, you need to know your rights. You can't let the IRS intimidate you. You can't have a tax representative such as myself or your regular tax accountant that doesn't know how to respond accordingly to the IRS. And like I want to go over is the Bill of Rights. There's 10 of them. With each video, you're going to notice I am not going over 10 in one video. That's insane. I don't even want to listen to that. So we're going to go over them one by one, right? As a summary, in 2014, it was this Taxpayer Bill of Rights was proposed and developed and applies to all dealings with the IRS. As I say in every video, please don't go to a state tax department and say, hey, by the way, <clears throat> I know my IRS Bill of Rights because that's not going to work for the state. However, I'm pretty sure each state has something very similar and it's all about protecting your rights as regular taxpayer citizens, because we always got to remember, you have a lot of rights. But if you don't know about it, you could get taken advantage of. So we have these 10 right here. And today we're going to go over the right to appeal an IRS decision in an independent forum. I see my screen is blocking it. That has to be the longest right ever the right to appeal the irs decision in independent forum oh man that looks that just looks intimidating but it's gonna be all right guys because i'm gonna help you guys out all right taxpayers are entitled to fair and impartial administrative appeal of most irs decisions <clears throat> including many penalties and have the right to receive written response regarding the office of appeals decision taxpayers generally have the right to take cases to the courts. <clears throat> so listen, guys. So this is, look at the scenario. Uh, you responded to an IRS letter to say, hey, Bill, you owe $100,000. And 
and you responded back. You said, nah, Iris, I really don't. Nope, 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 nope. I disagree. I didn't sell this crypto. I didn't transfer this crypto. Um, I got proof that this was not a taxable transaction, whatever that may be to you. Now, if you are correct, even if you're wrong, you have the right to say, nah, IRS, I disagree with you. I know you said you looked into the matter, you saw my evidence, and I disagree that you disagree with me. It's not over. A lot of people think it's over, but it's not over. You have a lot more options. You have appeal rights. But with appeal rights, A, you got to know they exist, and B, you got to be on point with the deadlines. When they have certain things like 30 days, 40 days, 60 days for, for a response, you have to be within those time range or you're not going to have it. So the main thing right here is that if the IRS should disagree with your, you know, your proof, you have options and you can appeal. And then you can even take it higher to the tax court. The commissioner must ensure that an independent IRS office appeals that is separate from the IRS office that initially reviewed your case. So it can't be the same people in the same office because you might get the same results. So here's the beautiful thing. They know that it might be a little biased. You know, co-workers like to stick with each other. So they like to have it in a different office than originally um, rejected your um you know, your response. So do know that generally appeals cannot discuss a case with the IRS unless you or your representative, hi, me, Jamal Crypto J, is given the opportunity to be present. So basically, they just can't like do your case without you. Like we have to know, we have to be in full communication with the appeal officer. They just can't say, oh, by the way, last Thursday, yeah, I spoke to um, Barbara and yeah, she disagreed with you too. No, everybody needs to be on the same page and they need to know what's going on with your particular case. The IRS must ensure that appeals officer is regularly available within each state. All right, there used to be a problem. I don't know if there's still a problem now, but every state, there were some states that didn't have appeal officers. Um, so basically your state by now should have one because it's the year 2022 and I'm pretty sure the IRS is doing a lot better. But do know, even if you're in Idaho, you could probably find one. And no disrespect to Idaho. Um, it sounds like a great state, but um, yeah, New York sounds a little better. Shout out to my state, New York. If you do not agree with the proposed adjustment as a result of the examinations, a.k.a. audit, you have the right to administrative appeal. In certain situations, a taxpayer had the opportunity to request a conference with the Office of Appeals, and you have the right to request an independent review conducted by the Office of Appeals prior to the termination of your installment agreement. So listen, guys, here's the main thing, because this sounds like a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo. Um, a, you do have rights. Um, you do have appeal rights. And B, um, you, you you have to know that this stuff actually exists. It's, it's good to know, like, oh, yeah, Jamal said appeals, but you have to know this exists. Now, I want you all to know that I'm just not making this up. I'm not just saying, hey, in the perfect world, the IRS should do this, this, this. You see these wonderful code sections? Yeah, you don't want me to get into it. I barely want to get into it. But do know that, hey, when you respond to, like, a letter IRS, sometimes you got to let them know, like, I did some research. 
So yes, it could, your response could be in plain language, but you could say, yeah, the IRS code, boom, 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 said that. And maybe have a little copy just to let them know like, hey, I'm not playing around. You don't need a tax lawyer to do that. You don't need a road agent to do that. But I highly recommend you have a representative write the letter because as I said in other videos, um, the main reason why I don't think it's best for a taxpayer to talk to the IRS directly, especially with something as complex as crypto taxes, um, there's a lot of emotions involved, especially have out from my past experience when a taxpayer talks directly to the IRS, right? Because you may think, oh, the IRS sucks and all that. And then you go into the negotiation, you go into communication with that. And then they say, you think they said the wrong thing and you're not even listening no more. And you might give them an attitude and it just might go bad. I, I could tell you a lot of situations that, I wish my client did not talk behind my back and talk to the IRS directly, uh, even though they pay me to represent them, because they just, the IRS don't care about your rants. They really don't. However, if you just state your case and say how you got to your case and just in order, you'll get some good results. But going into the IRS emotional is never going to help you. So if you feel like, you are a very emotional person when it comes to your money with your taxes. Please, you have options. There are free options. There are not so free options. And there are stupid expensive options. However, the main point is there are options. Please don't go negotiate with the IRS by yourself. Come on, guys. Don't. I know you're smart. It's all good. It's not about intelligence. It's just like, you know. Do I really want a regular person doing my surgery when I need it? No, I want to go to a doctor. Got it. We got to respect everybody's crafts. But hey, if you want to do it yourself, know your options and good luck to you. It's all good. You could do it. In certain circumstances, the Office of Appeal has exclusive authority to sell your case. Yes, they do. They, but they have to be upfront. They have to tell you before, you know. They just set it out. They got to let you know your options. And we went over that in um, other videos. Generally, four months after the petition, you petition the tax court. Appeals will be the only office within the IRS who can settle your case as long as the statutory notice of deficiency, which tells you like, hey, I owe money, a.k.a. pay me my money notice. And other notice of determination was not issued by the appeals. So this is why I'm saying it goes a little more than just knowing that you get to um, you have a pill rights. You got to know how these letters relate to them. You got to know how these deadlines go into it. You got to know all that stuff because it all plays a major part. And if you just miss one step, it could mean tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. And um, you don't want to get into a situation that you're going to be forced to sell your crypto assets. And next thing you know, that's a taxable transaction. It's just crazy. So do your research or have a, a tax representative such as myself that knows, OK, how everything, what's the importance of these deadlines and that takes them very seriously. Generally, you're entitled to request a the collection due process hearing to dispute the first proposed levy action related to your particular liability. So basically, you can have somebody. Um, to hear why you dispute, you know, 
a levy action. A levy action is like, you know, the wage levies. They went to your bank account. They did all type of crazy stuff. And you're like, whoa, why are you doing this to me? You got to explain this. I need an opportunity to state my case, especially in, um, I don't know if they could get into your crypto now, but I'm pretty sure they're getting close to that fact that they're going to put some exchange pressure, um, pressures on the exchanges, and they'll probably be able to dig their hands into your crypto so you gotta be very aware i don't know whether or not they could do that right now but man the irs could get to anything anything and like you said you always have options if you disagree with this hearing you could challenge in the tax court tax court very difficult um maybe i might do a video on it but it's real it's it's a real thing um, you better come correct. You better come correct and you better have a representative that specializes in tax court um, cases. Um, so there's a particular license that very few accountants have. I don't have it. And it's like a I forgot what it's called, but you have to pass this extremely hard case to be able to represent people in front of the tax court. Um, I never took the case. I uh, never took the test, but you might could find somebody that could. So if you say, oh, you know what? I'm going to take this all the way to the tax court. Please find someone that has this tax court license. This is nothing that somebody could lie about, anything like that, right? Because the tax court will not listen to your representative if they do not have this license. So before you pay somebody, you better make sure they have this license but do know this license is very rare and so you know if somebody say they got the license they know what they're doing if the irs rejects your request for offering compromise asking the irs to settle your tax debt debt for less than the amount owed or payment plan called an installment agreement plan but you knew that then you may seek, seek an independent review of the rejection with the irs office of appeals <sighs> Okay. Usually when the IRS rejects your um, you know, your offers or your some agreement, nine out of ten times is a very, very good reason. Now to put it in crypto terms, what I might see coming in the future, I think a lot of people might say they don't have a lot of access to cash or they don't have as much money as the IRS say they have because they feel like maybe they don't have access to their crypto or they're trying to save their crypto, stuff like that. The way the IRS is going to see it, they see it as an asset. So you can't be crying broke even if you have no job, you're old, um, you're handicapped, you can't work, you got no money, but you have a million dollars in crypto assets. What they're going to do, they're going to tell you to sell that bad boy. And yeah, you could... You could fight it, but you better have a great reason why you don't want to liquidate your crypto assets. A great reason. Because they're going to want it. They're going to want the crypto assets. So it's in your best interest to, you know, work out a stone agreement plan that um, kind of protects your crypto assets because, you know, now all you got to do is just pay it monthly or, you know, the stolen agreement plan. 
you can generally request, and I like how the IRS always use generally, because I got this straight from the IRS. I am not the smart guys. I just know where to find answers. And you could just look directly into the IRS website and see these direct words. I just want to give you a little background on how to use it in your situation. You could generally request that an issue that you have been not able to resolve with the IRS examination or collection division to be transferred to the Office of Appeals. Oh, Office of Appeals. Appeals. Great guys. But I have to say this, guys. You better be on point when you go to the Office of Appeals. Those guys are higher level IRS employees that do not play. So if your case prior to going to the office feels a little shaky and you could have did better before you do the office appeal really make sure that you have a lot of documentation you have a lot of backup you know how to explain everything that you're appealing because these people do not play yeah i know you have this appeal right but just because you get a pill doesn't mean it's a slam dunk you have to be on more point than you were prior when you got rejected because they don't play for issues that are unresolved with working with the appeals, you may request a non-binary mediation or binary arbitration. It's very rare. I, I've done over 200 and it never really got to that point. Um, if you're at that point and you're doing it by yourself, you're doing yourself a great disservice because now it got really, really heavy. It got really heavy. So you got, even if the appeal rejects it, you have options, but the higher you go, guys, if you could just take one thing out of this video, the higher you go up in the IRS ladder, the more on point you have to be, the more important it is to have a representative that know it. When you're at the bottom, yeah, maybe you could do a response and maybe they might like it. If you appeal, the pills is going to be like, hey, listen, I see the facts and circumstances. What do you have to prove to me? You have to be on point. Now, if you appeal the appeals, Woo. Hey, sometimes people do get um they win, but you gotta be on extreme um string point and you have to pay a representative accordingly. You cannot be cheap um during this. And I'm just being 100 percent honest with you. Um that's something that you really need to pay a representative to represent you big time. And it's not gonna get resolved over one day. It's gonna take months, it may take years. So do know that guys hey another thing generally if you have fully paid the tax or your tax refund claim is denied or if no action is taken to claim within six months then you can file for a refund suit in the u.s district court or the district court of federal claims i say man if you get to that you may need a lawyer a tax lawyer that's all i'm gonna say to that but there may be some people that especially with crypto because it's so new and the irs really want to make um examples of people some people may have to go this far unfortunately now nine out of ten times it don't really go this far guys it's usually usually the step below appeals is take care of everything but sometimes you know you got to do what you got to do in very limited circumstances man if they say very limited circumstances, they really mean limited. Let me tell you, limited. You can ask the court to make a determination on certain tax issues prior to there being an actual dispute between you and the IRS. Yeah.
hopefully don't get that far. But like I said, guys, the more high you go up the iris ladder, you better have really good reason why you're there. It can't be like, oh, I disagree. Crypto's for the future. Not right now. Maybe in the future. I don't know. Who knows? The IRS might change some things how they view crypto. But for now, they view it as an asset. So um, you guys got to be on point with this, guys. A Jeopardy Levy. Man, if you got a Jeopardy Levy. Oh, they just don't do Jeopardy Levies. Free willing, man. There's a reason why they coming after you with a Jeopardy Levy. Because that's very rare. A Jeopardy levy or assessment allows the IRS in very limited circumstances. Like I said, very limited. You did something. I don't care. You can tell me whatever you want. You did something for the IRS to do this to you. To bypass normal administration safeguards and protections. For example, the IRS may issue a Jeopardy levy if the IRS has knowledge that the taxpayer is fleeing the country. If the IRS makes a Jeopardy levy assessment, you have the right to file a lawsuit. Get yourself a tax lawyer. Stop playing. Um, don't even come to me. Get yourself a tax lawyer when they use a Jeopardy levy. Woo! And the court would determine whether or not the levy assessment was reasonable under the circumstances and whether the amount is appropriate. So listen, guys. Um, hey, if you're looking at this video, you're probably a good person. You know, it's all good. However, there may be some people that said, hey, I ain't got no U.S. dollars. I got a million dollars in Bitcoin. I'm just going to flee the country and move to a country that don't care about the United States. So they won't send me back there. And hey, my crypto is non-taxable. I could use it all I want. So listen, guys. Circumstances. I believe that there's going to be some crypto people that they're going to do some Jeopardy levies on. Um I don't think it's going to be a lot, but I think it's going to be some. And if you're in that position, do know the IRS will find a way to get to your assets, especially if it's under exchange. Um, exchange got it. So, guys, do be aware. I don't know how they could get to it, but I do know the IRS is very powerful and they can make it happen anytime they want. And do know if you go to a tax accountant and a lawyer, and they say, um, and you say you're in danger of a Jeopardy levy, please don't do the woe with me. No, no, no. You did something to have the IRS think that you're a risk because they do not do that a lot. So just be honest with your tax representative, your tax lawyer, and tell them, communicate why the IRS believes you're a risk because this will help your tax lawyer develop a case to save your crypto assets. But the moment if you're not truthful with your tax lawyer, the IRS will bring up certain facts and it's going to destroy you and your tax lawyer. Trust me, it happened. There's been times that um my client didn't tell me everything that they needed to tell me. Like, why are you going to lie to your representative? That's like the worst thing you could do. And when I had that meeting with the IRS, the IRS had a long list of what my client did and what my client did not tell me. Guess who had a bad result? And all my client had to do was just tell me so I could just get to it before the IRS gets to it. And boom. So be honest with your tax representative or lawyers, guys. All right. Come on.
We're not here to hurt you. All right. So thank you for making it this far. Listen, guys, I'm going to get you ready. You know, I know I keep on saying the IRS is coming, but I'm going to get you ready too. Don't worry. I got you. So subscribe to my different podcast, my website. I do do tax returns. I do represent people in front of the IRS. I do do consulting. Just holler at me. You have multiple different ways to holler at me. So there's no real reason to do it. And hey, guys, let's do this. Let's protect your neck. Peace.